Well, the first the first thing I want to talk about is the day is the major label debut. Never Alone is out on another century right now. It came out in June. Um, listening to this wreck, this this album, it's an emotional journey. I mean, for for you, for the listener, for everybody. I mean, you take us down so many different roads on this album. I mean, writing this record, recording this record, musically and lyrically and thematically, what is this record for you? Well, I'm glad that you were able to kind of feel that because that was a big thing when we wrote it is that we really wanted you to get kind of lost in it, you know, and uh, kind of like completely shut out the rest of the world and follow this story, you know, like, and it's, it wasn't really in the beginning when it was first being written, there was no really concept for it. It was just like, I want to write a good song. I want the message to be positive and hopeful from, you know, where I had been. And in life, I was just writing based off of what I was experiencing at life at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going through a lot of internal research when, when the record was being written. So I was pulling from this dark place into a light place. And I was, you know, transitioning into a new chapter in my life, which was coming out in the lyrics. And that's where all the hopefulness comes from. Starting to see, like, a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, gotcha. um, when I was writing this and I hope that that was you know portrayed in the lyrics and I hope that that was translated through other people and um, you know bringing people out of the darkness into a better place definitely and I, I get that on so so many songs on this record um, when the record was finally done and finished and you sat back and just looked at the final product all together what do you think this record says about stitched up hearts I um I remember when I listened to the whole thing, I got the final master recording, I decided to walk like five miles. Oh, <laughs> like wow. I could've took a yeah, I I actually could have just had called a friend to pick me up, but I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna take a walk. Uh from North Hollywood. I just got done being tattooed. Um nice. and uh, I walked from North Hollywood back to Hollywood and just decided to walk and I listened to it and I think that's the best time to listen to music, um, either walking or like on a motor. I, I want somebody to like be riding a motorcycle and like listening to it in their yeah. helmet and stuff. But um, that's the best, like on the side of the PCH over the ocean. But um, I was, I think I was just like really happy and kind of proud of all of us for coming together and making it happen. And like it was the first full length album for the band. And, um, you know, everybody was really proud of the record at the label. Almost, you know, we were really, really happy. It turned out so well. And the people that we worked with, Mitchell Marlowe, he's, we're just really lucky to be able to find him and to, mm-hmm. like, have such a good chemistry and writing. And um, I think we're just, I was really proud of everybody for pushing through the hard times and making it through and making this record happen. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's dark. And it's beautiful at the same time. And I really feel like it gives people, the record gives people a place to go. Like when you get to that dark place, you can turn on this album regardless of what song you're going to turn on. You've got something that you can find, you can connect with and, you know, fills that void. You know what I mean? Um, it's just, it's a complete record. I mean, so 
Um, but talking Thank you. About, definitely speaking about dark, I read a couple comments you made about the studio that you guys wrote Monster in. And that studio sounds oh, yeah. just creepy as hell, but it also sounds really cool. Can you tell me a little bit about the experience of just being in that studio? Monster was the very first song that we wrote with the record, and there was a lot of things that came into play. Um, obviously, you know, we just got signed with this label. I really wanted to just do my best and write the best song, so I had this inside me. Like, I just wanted to explode and, and just right. create the best, craziest thing I possibly could. Um, and we, you know, when we first initially started it, it was in this guy's studio. It was the only time we ever wrote um, this record, or it was the only time we ever wrote with this guy in the studio. This guy, He had uh, all these weird spell books and all these, like, herbs and spices and things that I don't really know much candles and these, Right. You know, a lot of, like, weird ritual stuff that was huh. going on there. And I was just, like, observing this place. Um, keep in mind, the night before, I was getting tattooed by my tattoo artist, Mr. Monster. He's like, write a song for me. And I was like, okay, Monster, there you go. <laughs> so the next day, we go into this crazy ritual, spiritual place. Like, this guy had a black cat that gave birth to two white cats. Like. That's just crazy. Identical blue-eyed white cats, and it was just That's weird. like the weirdest thing. Weird, you know when you just feel something else is there. Yeah. Like sometimes you just feel like something's there. You're not by yourself, and oh, yeah. it felt like like there was something <laughs> happening in that place. Um, I mean, I don't know. So it was this odd thing, and um, I did have some monster energy too. So I'm not really sure what. <laughs> what the feeling was that was taken over me, but I wrote the lyrics, now don't you make me, make me go crazy, you know, like, right. I don't know what that was. It's not in any of the other songs. Um, and I I felt something weird in there, and it was a combination, I think, of all of that stuff. Um, but, you know, and later on, sometimes you don't even realize what you're writing, um, and it feels like there's a message just being kind of poured through you. Right. Um, and I like went and looked back and I'm like, what was I actually saying? Cause I actually sing and I speak to myself too, you know, not, not just me. It's like, like something else speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that it wasn't all about this bad monster inside of me. It was more about that monster that when you're pushed up against the wall or when you're you're up to bat, you know, and you're two strikes and you've got bases loaded and you have to hit that ball right down the center, you know, and that's that monster inside of you that just comes out when the pressure is on. And that, I think, is really ultimately what it was that I was writing about because I really had no idea. It was coming out of me. Like, I, I don't know what it was. It's like you were able to chan- it's like you were channeling something else when you yeah. were in that studio. I mean, that's, yeah, like, I didn't know. I got goosebumps. It was, it was, did you? Oh my god! All right, maybe it was something. Oof. I don't know. I feel like as a writer and as anybody that writes mm-hmm. something, whether it's books or um, movies, like any writer I've ever spoke with, feels like most of the time that it's not always them like yeah. writing. 
like where are these words coming from things that I never say things that I never really I don't know like words I never use in my daily routine and they just spill out of me like as if it's just natural you know I feel like that's the like best where art. is that yeah that's the best art is when it's just it's flowing and sometimes like you said it's not even you feel like it's not even you it's just you're able to channel it and it comes out you know I feel like that's that's well, I think that's what makes that song so strong and stand out so much um, is that experience. I mean, that's just that's crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's also the highest song. Um, we started tuning lower and lower mm-hmm. like our guitars that then dropped deeper. The guitars. When we wrote when I wrote the chorus, I wrote it in octave lower. Hmm. And um, the producer, Mitchell Marlowe, was there, Mark Jordan. And they were like, no, no, no. She was not. And I'm like, you're crazy. No way. Like, that's, I'm not going to do that live every night. You're insane. <laughs> and they're like, no, just do it. Just do it. I'm like, all right, fine. So I did it in the studio, I think, like, 72 times. Like, ridiculous oh number God. of times. They re- un- like, we really got that taken, like, five times. But I had to do it 72. So, um, so after doing it 72 times, I eventually realized I could do it. Um, and then I just practice it over and over again. And, you know, it's definitely one in the set when it's been five months straight on tour. And I'm like, it's the last song in the set. And I'm like, all right, here we go. Let's see what happens. Uh, but it kind of goes out of pilot. Sometimes I fall a little short, but I, I do my best with that highest note that my voice can even go, you know? Oh, man. <laughs> oh man, I, I can't wait to see that live. One of these times, I have to catch you guys live so I can I can see. I mean, I can just I can picture it. I mean, um, but speaking of strong songs um, and videos, the the new video for Catch Me When I Fall. Oh my God, talk about a trippy just visual video. I mean, that song, that video is amazing. I mean, where did the idea for that come come about and what was it like making that video? It was oh my god, it was incredible. The the guy that directed it, uh, Brian Cox, he also worked on Gemini Syndrome's Remember We Die yeah. video. Um so he worked on that and he did such a good job that, you know, he uh ended up working on our video after that. Mm-hmm. And it was actually his girlfriend that came up with the idea. Uh, so she was like, you know, they were talking about it. And he was like, what do you think? This, this song is about, you know, falling and being led down a dark path. And then, you know, like, like being, being caught and being like, like having people there to help. And she's like, Sleeping Beauty. And he's like, what do you mean, Sleeping Beauty? And she showed him uh, the cartoon movie part where Aurora is being led into following this dark entity that's like trying to over and um, and then the little fairy godmothers are trying to follow follow behind her and uh, you know eventually she had put her finger on the spindle and you know we see what happens but um, she's like that's exactly what this is about and we all looked at the video and he actually matched up the song with the uh, with Sleeping Beauty and it worked like perfectly. Nice. So, so the funny part about it, and we filmed it in a castle in the Hollywood Hills. They actually built this place that looked like a castle, and it was really awesome. It's where they filmed by Kissed a Girl with Katy Perry. Oh, uh, nice. Who, yeah, it was awesome. I was like, where was she? Where did she walk? Where did she touch? <laughs> what did she touch? You know. Um, 
so like creepy but uh so the boys thought since they're supposed to be fairy godmothers they thought they were going to dress up like fairies for the video so they got really excited <laughs> um turns out that they were just supposed to be the ones that were the characters of fairy godmothers but not actually dressed like little fairies but um they were kind of bummed out that that didn't happen but it was still really funny uh their acting skills were on point yeah, yeah we, we were really amazing we should have we should deserve a emmy or whatever it is that actors get i don't know absolutely um but yeah nice. so yeah it was a lot of fun to shoot that's awesome and finally, you guys are on tour right now. You're out on the road. You've been out for about a about a week, week and a half or so. You're out with Lacey Sturm, as well as Palisades and Letters from the Pyre, who you've been touring with for a minute now. Um, I, I feel like there's so many good bands on this tour. This is a, it's a great package tour. And it's some of the strongest female vocalists in metal and rock and roll right now, on the road together. Can you tell me a little bit about how the just the environment of this tour has been so far? Uh, I've actually known Alexa for quite a while, the singer of Letters from the Fire. Um, she was on tour with another band that we went out with, and I didn't even know that the girl could sing. Um, she was just helping out with merch, mm-hmm. and she was telling me about her band on. So when they released the record, I was like, what, and I like, listened to it. <laughs> Um, because we just became friends, and I was like, "Oh my God, this girl's voice! Like nice. she's got such she oh my God, she's an amazing voice!" Yeah, yeah, she can. She, I told her I want to trade vocal cords with her. I want to like cut our necks out and like switch them. Um, <laughs> she's got a beautiful voice, amazing performer, great lyricist. Um, so we we already kind of knew each other. Uh, we met the boys later when this tour started. Um, Lacey, their whole camp. We played some radio station shows with them like April last year, and we completely 100% fell in love with them, like the whole, their whole team of people. And we were like, throughout the year, we were like playing festivals together and stuff, and I was like, we got to get a tour together, we got to get a tour together. And then this tour actually almost got canceled because the original headliner, yeah, the original headliner canceled the tour because they had some issues. Um, And so... I called up Lacey, and I was like, dude, can you headline the tour? Like, please, help us out here. Um, and they're, they're in the middle of writing, you know, she's in the middle of working on another book. And yeah. so they all talked it over, and within four days, we made it happen to where nice. um, they ended up being the headliner. And I was like, oh, my God, yay, we see, we made it happen. So <laughs> That's awesome. It worked out really well. Yeah, it was, and uh, uh, Lacey, their, their camp is just Everybody on this at Palisades have been super, super sweet. I feel bad that they're like so outnumbered with all the chicks around, but um, <laughs> they're a really great band. Um, and Lacey's camp, let's just say, like, if you want to cry and get goosebumps at the same time, just watch her set. Like, yeah. it's the most inspiring message, and she's just such a good person. Mm-hmm. Like, just really wants to do good things and help people and like lead people into like a positive path and we kind of have a similar message just in positivity and hopefulness Mm -hmm. which is why I think it translates so well and we understand each other so well but um it's just a really really very positive tour and it's it's only like 10 more shows left and uh it feels like it just flew by you know 
Yeah, I mean, it is a small, it's it's a smaller tour, it's a smaller leg, but it, you've got a lot more touring coming up, I would assume. Um, so, I mean, after, oh, yeah. after this tour is up, I mean, the record just came out last year, I assume you're going to be on the road for the majority of 2017. I mean, what's the rest of the year looking like for you guys? We're doing a mix of uh, half writing, half uh, touring. Okay. So we want to make sure that we're, you know, still releasing stuff. So we'll probably release stuff throughout the year, new stuff, okay. uh, as well as um, be on the road uh, at some point. We're just going to be very, you know, particular about the tours that we decide to go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be making sure that there's music coming and that we're, you know, not dropping off the face of the earth for a new record. Yeah, definitely. It's it's tough when it comes to it's tough any, anymore, especially for, for younger bands. I mean, cause there's so much out there. You almost have to keep releasing singles or EPs or something to stay in front of people because there's so many bands out there now. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, crazy. people have a, their attention. Yeah, people's attention spans very, very short. So yeah. if you haven't released something new in a while, they kind of like just find new stuff and then forget about you. You know? Yeah. So, uh, so we just want to make sure that they're that everybody's getting more material and music and stuff, so, and that we get to say hi to everyone. Definitely. Well, there's so much material on Never Alone. You almost have to listen a couple times to really get the full experience because there's so many just there's so much content there that you can you can get numerous things out of every song, every listen. So I mean. There's a lot to tide people over with, but new material coming later this year, it sounds like. I can't wait. I mean, I am absolutely in love with this record. I mean, good God, it's awesome. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Well, I already have a lot of cool ideas for the next record and awesome. um, kind of like a interesting, similar, it's gonna be, It's not going to be too far off of what we've done, okay. but, um, but, but the album evolved as we wrote the songs, and so... One of my favorite songs is Event Horizon yes. uh, and I Can't Breathe. And so I really want to do stuff along that line. Um, I really want, I, I don't want to give too much away, but I really want to <laughs> go in that direction, you know? Awesome. I want to be surprised. So, I, I, yes, I can't tell you anything. <laughs> yeah, please don't. I do, but don't. <laughs> um, and, I know. It's like a Couch 22. Like, you want to know, but you know, don't, it's like a birthday present. I want to know what my birthday present is. Exactly. But I also don't want to know because I want to be surprised. Exactly. That makes me thank you so much for taking time to talk to me today. This has been absolutely amazing. Hopefully, we'll catch you on the road sometime soon. Um, and have a great rest of the tour. I know you guys are having a blast out there. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time and talking to me. Absolutely. Hopefully, we'll catch up again soon. All right. Bye. See ya.